You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, September 14th. And we know that Vegas is still partying right now after that incredible victory last night by the Las Vegas Raiders over the, uh, I don't know, forlorn Baltimore Ravens. Do you guys need to look that up in the dictionary? I mean, I don't know how you can come away from this game feeling optimistic if you're a Ravens fan. It's not quite the sky is falling, but I'll say this. They got the Chiefs up next. Okay? And they did not look good at all trying to close out the Raiders. I know Rob G's excited. I'll give him the floor in a little bit. I just have to say... um, I had a bad feeling. I woke up Monday morning and I was like feeling too good about my Sunday NFL gambling. I was like, this can't continue. Something, why did I take the damn Ravens? I just knew it was not going to go well for them. And it, you know, even though they're up, uh, was 17-10 with like 10 minutes to go in the game. I just knew, like, it just did not feel right for Baltimore. How do you 
you, you, you hold the Raiders to 10 points through three quarters. Then you let them explode for 17 in the last nine minutes. And I don't even know where to start with overtime. I mean, that, that was just one of the crazier NFL overtimes I've witnessed. Maybe since the tie game. Remember that Seattle-Arizona tie on, I think it was a Thursday. There was like a slew of missed field goals. It might have ended 6-6. Um, but it, this was just an absolutely bananas game. If you're the Raiders, you have to feel good. I mean, you dominated the line of scrimmage. Absolutely all up in Lamar Jackson's grill all night. Sacked him three times. Uh, basically... Uh, the kid, what's his name? Max Crosby looked like uh, ch- channeling Chandler Jones, right? Chandler Jones had five sacks uh, on Sunday. Max Crosby was like, okay, I'll pick up two sacks, two tackles for loss. And he was basically just threw Lamar Jackson around like a rag doll. And then, of course, the good story in overtime, Carl Nassib, the first openly gay player to play in the NFL, strips, uh, probably a bad choice of words there, but basically strips Lamar Jackson of the football in overtime after the Raiders thought they had a touchdown then threw the pick and then the Raiders get it back and then the Gruden debacle. I mean, it, I don't, I don't want to go through play-by-play, play, but bottom line, if you went to bed early on the East Coast and you missed this, please, please go back and watch the highlights first thing this morning because overtime was bananas. The fourth quarter was crazy. And I don't want to totally pin it on Gruden. I'm sorry, not Gruden. Harbaugh for playing for the field goal to win. But when you have the ball in a tie game, okay, I know you have the best kicker maybe in the history of the sport. Uh, you you can't play for the for the tie with that much time left. Like they had the ball, they're driving, and then they just took the foot off the gas. They're like, okay, we got Tucker. We're good. Hello? Uh, the Ravens had, I believe, 35 seconds left or 42, somewhere in there. Carr makes bang-bang plays, and then Carlson drills a 55-yarder. And it's like, Carbo, what were you doing? These coaches who sit, and play for the field goals. I mean, and Harbaugh is apparently one of the most aggressive coaches in the league. He's got the guy from Yale on the sideline who analyzes whether or not they should go for it. I just thought he took his foot off the gas, cost him the game. And and folks, let's be real. Uh, Lamar Jackson was quite bad. He made a couple of nice throws, but two costly fumbles, one in fourth quarter, one in overtime. Uh, an ugly ending. I, Rob G, I'm curious. I know you are excited for Derek Carr, and we'll get to Carr, who was pretty outstanding, and Darren, uh, Darren Waller, who had an outstanding game. Even Brian Edwards looked good. Um, Hunter Renfro, who you you can't not love that guy. Um, Henry Ruggs continues to disappoint a little bit, but I, from a fantasy perspective, I was I was down like 30, 30 points, 27 points, whatever it was. And the kid Tyson Williams of the Ravens, who I've been talking up on this pod for weeks. Rob G got him in his in, in his fantasy draft. The guy breaks off a long touchdown run. He's catching passes. Me and my son are like giddy. Like, oh, goodness, what a steal this guy is. Oh, it's awesome. What happened to him? I, did, I didn't see him get hurt. I saw somebody say he got stripped of the ball in the sideline, but he was like already out of bounds. Uh, and they went to Latavius Murray, who was just such a plotter. Latavius Murray's like running with a piano on his back. He's so slow. And, and, and that's disappointing, a disappointment all around. So I lose in the $4 million gambling contest. I went three and two, not good. We'll find out later today when they post the updates. I'm, listen, there's 4,000 people. I'm sure at least 500 people went five and oh. So an uphill climb, but I already like a bunch of games in week two. Uh, I just, I just got to control the uh, emotions to, to get locked in on games this early. But the big picture takeaways, folks, Ravens offensive line is not good. The guy Villanueva, who they picked up off the Steelers scrap heap, they're like, oh, he knows the division. He's a veteran. He's a, that guy's a pro. 
got annihilated. He was a turnstile. And if they can't figure that out, Lamar Jackson with the turnovers, um, folks, this, we're talking about a Raiders defense that was bottom, I think, 10 in like every category last year. You've got the Chiefs on deck. Ravens staring 0-2 in the face. And uh, listen, I, I know Lamar Jackson's out here like asking for a big contract. They will beat Detroit in week three. But after that, Denver, Indy should be healthy. Chargers, the plucky Bengals. Folks, this is, I I don't know. I, I'm not, if, if you're a Ravens fan, you have to come away like, A, how the hell do we lose this? B, oh my gosh, the injuries are mounting. Uh, Jimmy Smith, not there, really hurt them. Darren Waller was just unstoppable. I don't know. This is bad to worse if you're the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the collapse, Lamar. And if you're the Raiders, you're feeling excited. You're in a division where every team won. Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs. Uh, we did see that in the NFC West as well with the Niners, Cardinals, uh, Rams, and Seahawks. But all of a sudden, the AFC West looks extremely tough if the Raiders can keep this up, and I will toss it to Rob G by just noting this, the much maligned Derek Carr outplayed Lamar Jackson without quite, I mean, nobody could argue that. 34 of 56, 435 yards. And Derek Carr was under duress early because after, uh, I think after the first drive, Martindale just said, we're just going to blitz the shit out of Carr. And they were coming at him from the middle, the side. I mean, they were just decking Carr. They did sack him three times. And you know what? Dude just toughed it out. I mean, Derek Carr's one tough SOB. I'll say this. Despite Gruden's best efforts to blow that game in overtime, saying, you know what? It's second down. Let's kick. Oh, wait. Damn, we don't have a timeout. Uh, shoot. Let's take the penalty. Push it back. No, let's get the offense back on the field. And I don't know who made the call because Carr was changing a lot of calls at the line of scrimmage, which you kind of love to see if you're not a huge Gruden fan. And the play he dialed up, on the game-winning touchdown pass, was magnificent. Marlon Humphrey, a great cornerback, had a rough stretch there in overtime. Uh, just basically gave up on the play. He knew he was beat. And uh, Ravens walk off with the victory. And I think Rob G's probably waking up this morning in a drunken stupor, celebrating the 1-0 start. Bro, what are you talking about? I haven't gone to bed yet. Are you kidding me? I'm just riding off of uh, 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 adrenaline at this point. You know, nine-plus hours after this game ended. Um, now, you know what? Let me just say... That game was, you know, they say that 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 game was drunk, and I was actually texting with our boss Scott Shapiro after the game, and I told him that, and he's like, "I think that the drugs that they had were much stronger than alcohol, whatever that game was on last night." I mean, I'm glad you brought up Derek Carr though, because Derek Carr is, as you put it, much maligned to put it lightly. I mean, I don't know if there's any above-average quarterback that takes more arrows than Derek Carr. He is consistently having his status on the team questioned. He is routinely brought up when it comes into, hey, there's a new quarterback available. Well, I'm sure the Raiders might go after him because, you know, they want to upgrade from Derek Carr. Yep. And all he does is produce. Now, I know that he has some issues with the fumbling specifically, but he can sling it with anybody in the NFL. And if you look at the Raiders' skill positions, there's a reason why Darren Waller had 19 targets last night. Okay, because their wide receivers, this side of Baltimore might be the worst in football. I mean, Willie Sneed. Uh, Jets. <laughs> I mean, I gotta I, work the Jets. I don't know, man. I mean, uh, uh, Davis is pretty good. 
with the Jets. Corey Davis, yeah, he did. Corey Davis is pretty good. As far as receivers, I mean, the Raiders have Hunter Renfro and nothing, really. Willie Snead, a guy who was the reason they went to that additional four or five minutes of overtime because he had to pass, hit him right in the hands at the three-yard line. It bounced off into the middle of the uh, end zone for the interception. <laughs> yeah. That was, that I was mean, awesome. what Derek Carr is able to do, considering the chaos that is always around him, you know, they overhaul the offensive line. Uh, they had no wide receivers. They have a great tight end who is a recovering addict. You know, uh, Josh Jacobs may or may not play. And when he does play, he is great if he has 20 plus carries and okay when he doesn't. Because well, he wasn't 100% last night, right? He wasn't. He's dealing with the yeah. toe injury. And he was also yeah, it, sick. It's funny. Uh, until like, I think, overtime, Marcus Mariota was their leading rusher with that one uh, read option 31-yard run, I think, in like the, what, third play of the game or something? Yeah. <laughs> they just they couldn't do anything on the ground against the Ravens. Nothing. Right. And, and so they have all of this stuff going on around them. John Gruden's a character. Mark Davis is the brokest owner in the NFL. Yeah, that haircut is just so... <laughs> and the one constant, the one thing that they've been able to hang their hat on the last few seasons is that Derek Carr is going to keep you close in a lot of games. He might even win you a couple, but he deserves so much more credit than what he gets on the national stage. And I'm glad that this took place as a standalone game, as stupid as that game was last night, that people got to see firsthand that Derek Carr is legit, man. He's the real deal. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their hand-cook, test results, and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. 
And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I wonder how many people, Rob, are going to come away saying, well, you know, Lamar Jackson, I don't know. Can you give him the bag? Uh, Oftentimes, you know, he can win you regular season games because he's just that elusive. But now that we're seeing if you don't have any lead offensive line and he's not going to be able to elude every every pass rusher and he's still loosey-goosey with the ball i rob this was just not a good look for a guy seeking a massive contract on the season opener standalone game and you have a fumble in the fourth and a fumble in overtime like these are the games they expect they pay you to win i heard a lot of shit thrown baker mayfield's way yesterday 
including from on this podcast, not by me, Rob, <laughs> that that's a game Baker Mayfield's got to win. Baker Mayfield didn't deliver in the fourth. I mean, okay, that's fair. It was against the Chiefs. If Baker Mayfield did not deliver on the road against the Chiefs, then what did Lamar Jackson not do on the road against the Raiders? Who, listen, I know you like the Raiders. They're not the Chiefs, okay? And I'm just saying, Lamar's going into, I think he's going, I think the Ravens are at home next week against the Chiefs. The Chiefs will be getting Honey Badger back. There's a report that Frank Clark will play. And by the way, Baker just carved up the Chiefs for three quarters. He did not deliver with the one drive at the end. Um, actually, two drives in the fourth. I think he came up empty. But I don't know. I mean, we saw Mac Jones have the best performance of the rookies. Trevor Lawrence, eh. Zach Wilson, eh. Um, Trey Lance, not quite there yet. We saw Mac Jones look good. We saw um, Dak Prescott look excellent. He got his bag. He didn't get the win. It's funny. Uh, nobody's really... Dak didn't get the win, everybody. Baker didn't get the win. Lamar didn't get the win. No, Dak didn't win the game either. He was playing the defending Super Bowl champs on the road. I, I'll say he got his team in position, and Tom Brady had the ball last. But this weekend's going to be interesting because what's going to be the reaction, Rob, if all these three quarterbacks, uh, let's say four, Josh Allen got the bag, lost at home, now has to go to Miami. That's not a layup. They're favored. Uh, Lamar Jackson playing the Chiefs, wants all the money. Go 0-2, man. Oof. Baker Mayfield at home against the Texans. They're double-digit favorites. I can't imagine that they lose that. And then finally, uh, Dak Prescott against the Chargers and Justin Herbert. He he doesn't want to go 0-2. So these were all the four quarterbacks we talked about all summer. Money, 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 money. Were any of them, any of them, money players, in week one of the NFL this season. Now, you could look at the stats and say, oh, oh come on, Dak was, Dak was awesome. Baker was great. Quarterback wins is not a stat we go by in 2021. We just don't. But I think you can look, what are they doing in the clutch? Clutch performance. You know, like you, you like to bring up that Steph Curry only has one or two shots in the final 10 seconds. Well, if you extend it to the final minute, you know, Steph Curry's got a ton. You know, you look at the final 10 seconds and maybe he doesn't have as many. I'm going to be watching very closely these end-of-game performances. I, I think unequivocally we could say Dak delivered, right? His defense let him down. Baker Mayfield did not. You know, it's no opinion. That's a straight-up fact. He did not deliver in the fourth. It was a tough spot. He just didn't deliver. We look at uh, Lamar Jackson last night. He didn't deliver. He vomited all over himself in regulation and in overtime. He doesn't protect the football. That's been a problem, and it is certainly going to be one this year, especially if that offensive line continues to be a joke. And then we'll see about Josh Allen. I think I might have joked that Josh Allen's uh, incredible year could have could have been an outlier. Is he more the guy he was the first two years? Or is he the guy from last year? Or is he somewhere in between? We'll see. Miami has a good secondary. Mac Jones did carve them up. Josh Allen should be able to deliver. I'm fascinated by this quarterback watch, Rob G. Yeah, absolutely, and you should be. Um, you mentioned it right off the top there, that one of the big storylines heading into last night's game, because they talked about it on ESPN and it was on Twitter a lot, was the reason that Lamar Jackson hasn't got his big deal is not because they don't want to get a big deal. It's because he's acting as his own agent and he's more worried about the season than he is about securing his bag which in, in itself is a 
completely backwards way of looking at things. Like I know you want to win, but as if you get hurt, if you have a Dak Prescott freak injury, you think that they're going to give Lamar Jackson another 40 plus million guaranteed per season. It's not going to happen. He needs to worry about getting that bag secured first. But at the same time, if you're Baltimore, if you watch that game last night, I understand why they're hesitant to make him that Josh Allen next set the market quarterback because the counting stats look fine. You know, he, he actually had, according to quarterback rating, a better game than Derek Carr. You know, his quarterback rating was 98.6. Derek Carr was 89.5. You know, he completed about two thirds of his passes, 235 yards, touchdown, no picks, 85 yards or 86 yards rushing. But if you watch the game, there were so many instances where he was just bad throwing the football. Like he, he he missed like seven straight at one point in the second in the second and third quarter. He had an instance where, and I kind of feel bad for Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy because like you can tell they want to be honest and critical of some of the things that Lamar Jackson's doing. I just feel like they can't because everybody has this shield where they want to protect him because the style of play that he plays is so unique that they can't critique him the same way they would critique another quarterback. There was a play on like third and five. They, they even pointed out, hey, he's going to look for Mark Andrews here. This is the big tight end. This is where he likes to go to. Andrews turns around at six yards, nobody around him. Jackson doesn't throw it. <laughs> so Jackson's looking deep. Nobody's there. He looks out to a safety valve, Tyson Williams, four yards away from him on the sidelines. And Lamar Jackson throws it three yards in front of his face. And it's like those little moments, if that was any uh, other quarterback, any other quarterback, and you say any other quarterback, <laughs> you know, pick your favorite guy, Justin Herbert, Carson Wentz, whoever, Derek Carr. Oh, you got to make that throw. You can't miss that throw in that situation. Hell, Tom Brady, if it was for Tom Brady, given even his history. Oh, Tom, you got to make that throw. He's washed. Oh, he Tom's washed. Yeah, exactly. He's not making these plays. And he has too many of those instances in every game that he plays for me to feel comfortable giving him that kind of money because we all know that even the most athletically gifted physical freaks in football are going to have that dwindle away. Cam Newton, six, five, two sixty, all muscle. And what, and, and from one season, he's an MVP two seasons later. He's a, he's a liability was like four or five seasons later. He's out of the league because it happens that fast. The difference between a 4-3-40 and a 4-4-40 is huge in the NFL. And if Lamar Jackson is going to be known as the guy who can make plays that are these big splash plays but can't make the plays that are right there in front of him, then how can you count on this to be sustainable long term? And I don't want to be coming down hard. I'm sure some people are listening like, "Geez, you guys are really killing Lamar Jackson." Not really. Not really. I mean, he was bad. You could honestly say Lamar Jackson cost them the game. I would say some blame obviously falls on Harbaugh for playing for the field goal, but he has Tucker, so there's a bit of an out there. Um, you can look at Lamar Jackson's playoff history. It has not been very rich. That's clutch. Those are clutch moments. And again, I'm not killing Lamar. I think he's a really good quarterback. I like him. I, it's okay to say he had a bad game, and now the pressure really builds with a game against Kansas City in Week 2, staring 0-2 in the eye. And there's a chance the Steelers go 2-0. I wouldn't rule out the Bengals going 2-0 if they, they play the Bears. I kind of like the Bengals this week. Um, so all of a sudden now Lamar's behind the eight ball. Rob has discussed ad nauseum his history of when he falls behind by double digits. It ain't pretty, folks. 
I'm I'm almost certain that he has one comeback from double figures in his in his career, and that was against the Titans in the playoff game. I think it was ten. That is correct. Yep. Yeah. In his entire career, they showed the stat on Sunday. Patrick Mahomes has ten comebacks from double digits in his career. Ten. Like, I, I just I, again, it's one game, and I do love this. We'll, we'll kind of begin to wrap here, but I do love the urgency in the NFL. And this is why it's the best sport. It's only one game, but there's a 17-game season. That's it. So much rides and matters every week. You know, Major League Baseball has been going on, I don't know what, Rob, three months, four months. You know, whatever happened last month doesn't really matter. As you've seen, didn't the Yankees peel off 10 straight wins and they're like first? I don't even know. You look at the NBA. You could go on huge runs. As long as you get into the playoffs and half the league makes it, you're fine. Nothing matters in sports like the NFL. There's so few games. Every game, so much hinges. And I I keep saying, like, you don't want to overreact, but that's a bad loss for the Ravens. Now on a short week, you get Mahomes and Reed. By the way, Andy Reed now, um, 13-0 in the month of September. In the last four years, Patrick Mahomes now eleven and zero in September with, I believe it's thirty five touchdowns and zero interceptions. That's what the Ravens are up against. And I and I and not to get two X's and O's heavy on you, but remember the Ravens lost Judon. They lost Ngakwe. The pass rush was very weak. The only way they were getting to Carr was by blitzing. Patrick Queen, the linebackers, the safeties, they had to blitz, and they were then leaving their cornerbacks on an island. That's fine when Jimmy Smith is healthy, when Marcus Peters is healthy. Neither of those two guys played. Marlon Humphrey was very good as usual. Young is is a good player, but they don't have the horses that they did. They're really going to have to adjust quickly. And Rob, you could tell they cannot get home with four. The only way they were getting the car was the massive blitzes. I'm just telling you guys now, if they try this shit with Patrick Mahomes, he is going to dice them up. There's no quarterback better against the blitz than Mahomes. So now it's basically the only strategy that has worked is get there with four like the Buccaneers and the 49ers in the Super Bowl or or and, or sit back and get picked apart. Because if you blitz, you're going to get destroyed. There's way too much speed on the outside. So I don't know. I mean, Rob, what number would you have to bet to get a Ravens Super Bowl future right now? Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't even know. Like if you gave me 20 to 1, I don't think I'd take it. I would probably take 20 to one. And the thing is like, they are a good team. Like, I don't want to think the fact that they, they lost and the way they lost it to say that they're not They're They're a very good team. 17 more games with this, with all these injuries. Like the Marcus Peters one is showed very much bro. The Raiders had six guys catch passes of over 20 yards, six Renfro, Edwards, Drake, Jones, rugs, Waller. Waller might've had multiple for all I know. That's a shit ton. They can't, the secondary cannot defend long enough. They can't get home. I'm worried about the Ravens. I'm not going and saying they're missing the playoffs or anything yet. But, man, this schedule is really fascinating. Well, put it this way. I know that people are saying, like, oh, you're kind of exaggerating. It's just one game. And then you say, well, even if they lose to the Chiefs next week, which they probably will, given that I think they've lost three straight to them and none of them yep. have been close. Yep. But, okay, so they start 0-2. Just to give you some context for you other sports lovers out there, that's the equivalent of 
LeBron James and the Lakers losing 10 straight. If you were to map out an 82-game season with basketball and a 17-game season in football, starting out 0-2 is 11% of your season gone. Okay? They're losing like 9 or 10 games in a row. That's the equivalent in football. So, I know it doesn't sound like a lot 0-2. You say, hey, guys, come back from 0-2 all the time. In the NFL, where the difference between winning a Super Bowl and not making the playoffs is like four plays yeah. in a season. You can't afford to give away games and start 0-2. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. 
Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man. It's called Mal Evans. It was on And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Talking a lot about the Chiefs, what it's really going to come down to for the Ravens probably is week four against in Denver. Because we saw Denver look pretty damn good in the opener. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Covers. Denver at home can be a major challenge. And we, I think we both would agree they'll, they'll handily beat Detroit. Probably destroy Detroit. And then against Denver, they're going to need that win to avoid going 1-3 and three to start the season. That could be, a, I don't know about insurmountable, but I'm just telling you guys that Cleveland Browns, I know Rob's still out on them, and he, he took shots. And who's the guy? He's a guy, Tony, who loves all uh, some some of these. Uh, oh, he's a P one listener, man. He's a P one listener. What's a P one listener for the audience? P one is somebody who will tune in every show, even on your bad ones, and he's going to be a big fan. Even if you brought your C minus game, he's going to say that was great, and he listens to every What's, word you I say. I don't have a C minus game. So bro. if you let's say for example, and this will never happen to you, but let's say you have you know seven best bets. And then when it comes time to uh, record the podcast, there's only six. He's the kind of guy who would point out, hey, you only gave out six best bets, even though you told me in the beginning of the tease there were seven. That's a P1 listener. Okay. I, see, now we're getting to the nitty-gritty of the lingo of, of podcasts. So P, how do you determine P1 listeners? Emails, social media? Like, what did you used to do to determine P1 listeners, and what do you do now? Well, back in the day, they used to have these actual meters where you would clock in and clock out whenever you were listening to something. Okay. Now, Nowadays, with digital aids, it's just, hey, how many unique listeners do you have and how often do they listen to the whole pod? Because apparently there's places that don't count if they only listen to half of it. You better listen to the full 30 to 40 minutes of this straight fire podcast if you want to give us some credit. But uh, there are people, and you can tell the best way to tell nowadays is social media. You get it with DMs on Instagram and Twitter, and so do I. We're like, hey, I heard what you said about X, Y, and Z. And that was like at the 37-minute mark of something that was an innocuous comment. 
But the fact that they noticed it tells you that they're listening closer than anybody else. Love it. We love it, Tony. Thanks for the comments. And and listen, there's plenty of guys who slide into my DMs a lot. Um, and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's not, it, listen, it's not. trust me, it's not a lot of chicks listening to this podcast. I think what was the breakdown? 91% to 9? And I think like maybe 8 of that 9% was my family members, uh, the females. Um, I don't even think Rob's wife listens. Rob, no. does your mom even know you're on this podcast? My mom does know, but she's only ever listened to like half of one episode. Half of one. She, I, she was that into my... Uh, uh, I think she listened thing, to so. a best bet that you botched and she's like, I'm never listening to this again. Ah, bugger off. All right, we'll be back <laughs> tomorrow, guys. Enjoy your Tuesday. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.